1: Well, just as usual, for people joining our show, you don't know what I'm telling you today.
0: I have literally no idea what is about to be filming tonight.
1: So I'm going to educate you on some uh, some folklore. I look forward to this education. Yeah. So picture this. Okay. It's 1970. Ooh. A brisk fall night. Okay. Okay. You decide to hit the road in your Pontiac Firebird. Ooh. Maybe see a football game. Maybe you'll go pick up your best girl. Nice. Cruise around for a bit. Badass. Midnight rolls around. Uh-oh. You decide to park across from your uncle's house. Okay. In a nice isolated area.
0: Is that what I tell her?
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My uncle's house. <laughs> okay. You probably start getting into a heated debate. Ah, uh, yes. Likely. Maybe about the oil crisis. Perhaps. That horrible plane crash that just wiped out the Wichita State University football team. Oh my God! Knowing me, probably <laughs> just a couple of weeks earlier. You know, it's nineteen seventy right now. That's how you wore a girl. Yeah, <laughs> <This> tragedy. <laughs> well, you're, it's a debate. <laughs> yeah, like what could have caused that? She's like,
0: I don't know. What are we doing here?
1: <laughs> um, maybe you are talking about the Kent State shootings. Oh
0: my God. <laughs> this, I would do that.
1: Or this. what sort of military action you might see at this point? Oh my God! If you were enlisted.
0: Oh, Christ. Yeah, this is we would be talking about the draft now.
1: Yeah, maybe you're debating what music would be like now that the Beatles have broken up. Dramatic. Yeah. There's a ton of stuff really going on in the 70s, 60s. You Absolutely, know, yes. Pretty turmoil time period. It was, yeah, fact. But, you know, they were debating. True. Which? From our uh, past tales. Yes, what does that mean? I don't know. They're debating. Right. It's when a man and a woman, you know, just sit in a car and talk about current events. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening here?
0: Yeah. What's happening there? Oh. What do you want to happen there? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, interesting.
1: Interesting. Very. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, this is how the evening was progressing. Uh, And then as you sit in your car... Something in your rear view window catches your eye. All right. doesn't seem quite natural. As you sit there pondering what to do, bang. Ah. Passenger side window shatters. You scream. (laughs) The passenger screams. We all scream. We all scream. This is exactly how the night was going for U.S. Air Force cadet Robert Bennett on... In October of 1970, in Burke, Virginia, Robert Bennett was, you know, hanging out with his uh, fiance. Cool. And they were startled by the sound of glass smashing while they sat in their idling car. Hmm. They heard a voice call out through the darkness. You're on private property. I have your license plate number.
0: Oh, jeez, it's a man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a guy.
1: Uh-huh. Robert glimpsed the figure and was horrified to see a man-like figure wearing a white bunny suit with long bunny ears.
0: Get out of town. This is not man-like figure with bunny ears.
1: Oh, yeah. What? When speaking to police, that is exactly exactly the description that Robert stuck with. This poor man. His fiance, however, said that the figure she saw was wearing a large white-pointed cap of some sort.
0: Oh, that sounds like a different kind of character.
1: Now I know what you're thinking. And no, this doesn't seem to be racially motivated at all. All right. No one claims it was the KKK or anything of the like. All All right. right. She simply said that it seemed to have a large pointed cap. Okay. Both passengers claimed to have seen the perpetrator's face, but could not get a clear enough view to even say what race he even was. Okay. So, I mean. None of that hate
0: stuff yet. No. Or for now, or in this story.
1: Nope, none of that. All right, okay. So to give you a clear picture of what happened that night, I will read the newspaper article that followed. Beautiful. The newspaper article was titled, Man in Bunny Suit Sought in Fairfax. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) Fairfax County Police said yesterday they are looking for a man who likes to wear white bunny rabbit costume and throw hatchets through car windows. Oh my God, wait, what? Honest. This, <laughs> this is the newspaper is article. Is that honest? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> so many decades later.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, honest. Yeah. Air Force. A- oh, my God. Air Force Academy cadet Robert Bennett told police that shortly after midnight last Sunday, he and his fiance were sitting in a car in the 5400 block of Guinea Road when a man dressed in a white suit with long bunny ears, that's in quote, because that's what, that's what Robert said.
0: Right. They're just going with his words.
1: Ran from the nearby bushes, shouted, You're on private property, and I have your tag number. (laughs) It's so specific. (laughs) (laughs) The rabbit threw a wooden-handled hatchet through the right front car window. Oh, my God. The first-year cadet told police.
0: This does sound like a great hobby.
1: (laughs) As soon as he threw the hatchet, the rabbit skipped off into the night, Uh, police said.
0: Now I am picturing him hopping away.
1: (laughs) Bennett and his fiancée were not injured. Police say they, they have the hatchet, but no other clues in this case. They say Bennett was visiting an uncle who lives across the street from the spot where the car was parked.
0: He's oh, still sticking with that lie, huh? You're sticking <laughs> sticking with, with it. Sticking
1: with that story. The cadet was in the area to attend last weekend's Air Force Navy football game. All right. Fair point. So, yeah. I just imagine yes. like the mall Easter bunny. Yes. Running out of the woods. Uh-huh. You're on private property. What? <laughs> oh, psh- Right? Ah! What's going on here? <laughs> what? This is madness. Yeah, it's insanity. Uh,
0: and of all that encounters to have someone, of all the sentences to yell, that's probably one of my favorites.
1: <laughs> hey, you're on private property. <laughs> They're parked on the street. <laughs>
0: right. So not even true. Yeah. Just lying. Right. But the bunny had an agenda.
1: Yeah. The hatchet can still be seen. At the local police station That's insane Two weeks later There was a similar sighting This newspaper article is titled The Rabbit Reappears No What is this? Why? A man wearing a furry rabbit suit With two long ears appeared Again on Guinea Road In Fairfax County Thursday night What? Police reported This time wielding an axe And chopping away at a roof support On a new house (laughs)
0: This sounds like hell. This is horrifying. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Less than two weeks ago, a man wearing what was described as a rabbit suit accused oh two persons in a parked car of trespassing, and he heaved a hatchet through a closed window <laughs> of so the car bad. at 5400 <laughs> Guinea Road. They were not hurt.
0: It gets more funny every time I think about it. <laughs> he just throws it across <laughs> at a car. <laughs> I got
1: you. I got your tag number. I got your tag number. Pssh. What? Bam. This um. <laughs> is
0: visuals too much.
1: Quit debating in there. Yeah. Hey.
0: You're on private property. <laughs> I have your tag number.
1: Thursday night's rabbit wearing a suit <laughs> described as gray, black, and white was spotted a block away at 5307 Guinea Road. Paul Phillips, a private security guard for, the construction, for a construction company, said he saw the rabbit, Standing on the front porch of a new but unoccupied house, I started talking to him. Philip said, Don't "And that's when he started chopping." <laughs> Philip, why? What are you doing? So I like th- he's just approaches this guy in a bunny suit.
0: Yeah, he's a brave man.
1: Like, hey, guy! And then as soon as he starts talking to him, he just starts chopping at the beam <laughs> with an axe.
0: I was like, "Oh, never mind." Hey, dude, why are you doing that?
1: All you people trespass around here. Philip said the rabbit told him as he whacked eight gashes in the pole. All right, this guy's got an obsession. If you don't get out of here, I'm going to bust you on the head. Mm. Philip said he walked back to his, to his car to get his handgun, but the rabbit carrying the long handled axe ran off into the woods. The security guard said the man was about 5 feet 8, 160 pounds, and appeared to be in his early 20s.
0: Philip was about to solve our problem real quick. <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: going to bust me in the head, huh?
0: Okay. I'll be right back. (laughs) Huh.
1: Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So what or who is the bunny man? I am thinking, how did you know exactly what I was thinking? (laughs) What? Reports of the bunny man have been heard for decades among Maryland, Washington, D.C. and Virginia. It is usually described as a man in a white bunny suit and armed with an axe. He has murdered people and can call out and often threatens people. These are all these are all kind of what we already gathered from the two newspaper articles, really, though. Right. So let's go a bit deeper. In 1903, the residents of a small town in Virginia didn't want the patients living at the nearby insane asylum to be their neighbors. They voted, and it was agreed, that the inmates would be relocated and the asylum closed. The patients were transferred to the Lorton Reformatory, a prison outside of Washington, D.C. On their way to the new prison, the vehicle swerved, rolled, and crashed. Two patients escaped into the woods, Marcus Walster and Douglas Griffin, a man who'd murdered his wife and child on Easter Sunday.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) What?
1: A manhunt discovered a trail of half-eaten rabbits left on the ground and hanging in the trees. The trail led the officers to one of the escaped inmates, Marcus Walster. He was found hanging from a railroad bridge, a crude, self-made axe in one hand and a note attached to his foot. The note read, you'll never catch the bunny man. What the fuck? (laughs) The other fugitive, Douglas Griffin, was the bunny man. He was never found. Two years later, on Halloween night, three teenagers went out into the woods to drink and were later found hanging from the bridge. Each had been gutted, just like the mutilated rabbits. Similar murders occurred the following year, then, in 1913, and once more in 1946.
0: Is this real life?
1: The police were finally able to track Griffin down. It turns out, as he he escaped, he'd been hit by a train and killed. Police reported hearing laughter after the train had passed.
0: What? Oh, my Lord. Help us all.
1: Right? Yeah. It's pretty good. You know, pretty, it's pretty, pretty good. terrifying. It's
0: pretty good. <laughs> no, you're... Yeah, it's pretty good.
1: So that's the tale of the bunny man, the uh, urban legend of... Of course. Uh, well, how much of this legend is true? Uh,
0: another question you knew I was asking myself. Really, none of it. No. Mm-mm. No, it's, a, a, it's a good story. It's a great story. Is mm-hmm. it a movie
1: yet? It is. There's a couple slashers.
0: All right, I'll let you tell me this tale.
1: But, uh, Lorton Prison was built in 1910, which is years after the reported transfer of the prisoners. Okay. There are no records of any prisoners by the names of Walster or Griffin. All right. So. Okay, so those guys are out of there. Yeah. Well. What about another variation on the legend? What about about another? The other version begins with a deranged teenager who one day donned a white bunny costume, murdered his entire family, then hung himself from the overpass. It's his spirit that haunts the bridge, chasing down visitors with his axe and disemboweling them. All told, some 32 people have supposedly died there. That's not good. No, it's not good. Yet, there's never been any murders at the bridge. Hmm. So. Yeah. Where's this coming from? Ah, uh, I have no idea. Well, just like a lot of folklore, is it maybe kind of built from something else? Hmm. Stories from over the years have begun to meld and form into a longer story, like a long Drawn-out game of telephone. Yes. All right. Yes, they do. Now I have a lot to read for you. Oh. All right. Uh, This is a lot of this is going to be taken from the same source. Sure. Um, Brian A. Conley, who is a historian archivist at the Fairfax County Public Library, perfect. Put a lot of good stuff together. All right. So this comes from. his article, The Bunny Man Unmasked.
0: The Bunny Man
1: Unmasked. Mm Mm-hmm. So, it would be hard to imagine a more disturbing event for a growing growing community like Fairfax than the gruesome murders of 37-year-old Frances Hollaber and her eight-month-old daughter. On Thursday, February 24, 1949, Mrs. Hollibur and her daughter drove to Fairfax County in the company of her estranged husband, Charles. All were residents of the District of Columbia. Charles Holliber later told police that they had come to see the new lodge at a nudist colony to which Mr. Hollibur belonged. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, that's a cute development in early America. Yeah, 1949 oh. nudist colony. 1949.
0: That's that. It's that post-war bliss. I mean, people like to get naked. People do like to get naked.
1: For a long time, probably.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And they would probably want to be around other people who are also naked for, um... Some probably mm -hmm. wanted to be there too much. The fun... I'm sure there's those... Can you imagine the person that makes a nudist colony weird? Yeah, right. all right, Carl, you gotta go, man. You're making everybody uncomfortable. Yeah, we're just here being naked, like, because we just accept our bodies, and you're like...
1: You're being weird about it.
0: You keep doing stuff with your
1: hands, Carl. Yeah don't like it. No, nobody wants to see that.
0: Mm-mm. No, yeah, it, yeah, that's amazing. Tell the guy, everyone's naked. Like, no one wants <laughs> to see what you're doing. Yeah. We don't care if we see it, whatever, and this is one of the whatevers we don't want to see. There's a line.
1: It's a pretty far away line, but you managed to cross it. Yeah, congrats. <claps> hey, good job, man. That's you. Yeah. Sorry. So yeah. that's what we're talking about. All right. Anyways, upon leaving the, the uh, lodge, yes, the car became mired in some mud. The couple quarreled, the quarreled, and Mrs. Holabird took the child and walked away from her husband and never returned. Charles Holabird spent the night in the car, got a ride back to Washington the next day. He returned with his brother-in-law and a friend to retrieve the car, still finding no evidence of his family. The police were finally notified. An intensive search of the area was organized involving Fairfax County Police, Washington. Washington Detectives, and Boy Scouts. Helpful. I mean, the Boy Scouts are helpful. They're out there to do good. They're usually prepared. Typically. It's like it's their motto or something. Their what? Their motto. Motto, yeah. Be prepared. Be prepared. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So about 5 p.m., just as the searchers were about to give up for the night, one of the detectives noted that the ground on which they were standing was very soft. Both mother and daughter were found in a shallow grave next to the lodge and less than 200 yards from where Charles Hulibur's car had been stuck. Francis Hollibur had been beaten and then shot once in the head and once in the heart. The baby girl had been buried alive. Oh my God! Right? The local community was shocked and horrified by the cold, brutal character of the crime, especially when the investigation identified Charles Hollibur as the prime suspect. Holliber later confessed to the investigators that he had planned the murder for three weeks and had not intended to report the disappearance of his wife, but changed his plan when the car got caught in the mud. The case came to trial on January 16, 1950. After hearing four days of testimony, the jury decided a verdict of guilty and Hullabur was sentenced to die in the electric chair. Holliber's attorney, T. Brooke Howard, filed an appeal alleging that that the jury failed to give proper consideration to the plea of insanity and that the court made errors in the instruction of the jury. Oh, no. The Virginia Supreme Court of Appeals eventually overturned the conviction, ordered a new trial. Charles Francis Holliber was recommitted to the Western State Mental Hospital at Marion, Virginia, where he was judged to be insane. It's interesting to note that this was the first time since the Ridgeway murder trial of 1927 in which a Fairfax County jury invoked the death penalty.
0: They weren't happy about this situation.
1: No. They were not happy about the situation. That's a nasty bit of business there, especially for a small town.
0: I mean, words can't do these emotions I'm feeling justice. I'm being taken for a wild ride. Oh my God. Yeah, right?
1: Yeah. Let's actually see what the population of Fairfax County is. Okay Well right now it's 1.14 million So Good chunk of people That's the whole county though Yeah true Let's see Fairfax Virginia It's still going to be current Fairfax right now is 25,000 Alright So pretty good size town Absolutely but you know, imagine it back then. It's probably smaller, smaller, much smaller, closer knit. Yeah, assume, N- assuming, but uh, you know, more people. Yeah, so small town people are not going to be happy about such a gruesome murder. No, and then uh, yeah. So that Ridgeway murder trial, nineteen twenty-seven. Let's talk about that. Okay. The available newspapers record many murders. A few shocked Fairfax like the ferocious and senseless attack on Mrs. Minnie Ridgway and her two young daughters. Oh my god. So this was in March of nineteen twenty seven. Okay. Mrs. Ridgway lived with her husband and three children on Telegraph Road in Alexandria. Sometime on the morning of March fourth, nineteen twenty seven, a man later identified as Louis Borzig Borzig? called at the home on the pretext of seeing Mr. Ridgeway. Upon finding that he was not at home, Borzig attacked and beat Minnie Ridgway into unconsciousness and then likewise bludgeoned her daughters Loretta, 7, and Catherine, 5. Wow. He then stole money from the home and fled. Right? Yeah, great idea, dude. Pretty fucking rough. Yeah, it's not great. The crime was discovered by a neighbor who heard moans coming from inside the house. All three of the victims were taken to Alexandria Hospital, where Loretta later died. Catherine Ridgway lived another eight days before succumbing to her injuries. Yikes. Um, Minnie recovered and was able to identify the assailant who was known to the Ridgways. Borzig was arrested at his home, transferred to the jail in Winchester for his safety. You can imagine what that means. Oh, we know what that oh, means. we know what that we means. We know what that
0: means. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah.
1: There was some mob justice going down. Absolutely. People right. wanted
0: his head. It's like, nah, we'll take care of this. God, it's so scary. That had to, it happened so often back
1: in the day. I mean, this guy's obviously a monster. Right. But like, here we go. But it happened to all sorts of people that maybe didn't have it coming. This guy had it coming, though. Correct. Because on July 7th, Louis Borzerg, was executed for murders of Loretta and Catherine Ridgway just three months after his horrific crime. Well, that's efficient justice. That's pretty that is pretty efficient. It's quick. Mm-hmm. I mean Could have been quicker. <laughs> <laughs> and probably a lot worse. Yeah. Um Well Yes. Continuing even further back. All right. We're going to August nineteen eighteen. Ooh. Yeah, just keeping on going. Yeah, we're going down there. Starting in the 70s. We're doing a little trip down yes, we are. memory road
0: here. Yeah, checking out Fairfax and Fairfax
1: County. Good old Fairfax. Yeah. Never been. Me neither. Maybe. Maybe one day. We'll see.
0: Be cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's no mule day.
0: It's no mule day, man. All right. All right. But yeah, anyways.
1: Can't. Yes. <clears throat> Peter Roy was a Danish immigrant. He had come to Fairfax from Minnesota in the year 1912. In November of that year, he purchased two parcels of land near the current intersection of Old Keen Mill Road and Sitton Stricker Road, totaling 180 acres. Wow. it's a good chunk of land there. So Roy, yeah. a widower, Farm. became a prosperous farmer and an active member of the Lee Chapel Methodist Church. With him resided his eldest daughter, Caroline. Her husband, William K. German. German with a J. Ah. Just just to clarify. That seems like somebody spelled that wrong on his way over here, but we'll leave it alone. They may have switched it up at Ellis Island on him.
0: Right, like, ah. Uh,
1: yeah. J. But his yo- And his younger daughter, Ava, was also with him. Okay. Ava Roy, though, at age 14, left her home near Burke at around 9 a.m., She went to tend her father's small herd of cows. When Ava failed to return home that evening, her father began a search. Neighbors were soon enlisted to help, but it was some 24 hours later that her body was found tied to a tree in the woods near the old Hans' house, her apron strings tight about her throat. Pretty gruesome. Yeah, great. Not great. Yeah, no. Poor girl, age 14. Yeah, you know, that's a little fucked up. Yeah. The county coroner, Doctor W. I. Roby, concluded that the girl had been brutally assaulted before being strangled to death. Man. Yeah. Not pleasant. No, not no. not cool. We like to have fun on this show, but sometimes it gets uh oh, yeah. pretty rough. <laughs> oh no, that's that's the
0: emotion I want to feel sometimes. Uh huh. Just pure horror, what it's about, what's happening in front of me and what's
1: already happened. So a coroner's jury, which was appointed and quickly concluded we the jury find that Ava Roy came to her death at the hands of some unknown person and the indications point to Lou Hall as a probable perpetrator of the crime. I'm not familiar with a coroner's jury,
0: but... Me neither.
1: But apparently that was a thing in
0: 1918. Cor- coroners were like a democracy? where they all decided like what they thought was the best option?
1: Well, I'm guessing it had something to do with uh, less medical evidence probably they're like hey what do you think this girl looks like she was murdered who do we think did it and then people just like throw like well i think
0: this guy did it because this yeah this guy this i hate this guy you've been suggesting this guy for the past three murders it's (laughs) not him man (laughs) try somebody else yeah maybe it was just a way
1: to kind of narrow down what to look for like a group thinker to to try to yeah like like a a council yeah yeah That's my guess. I have no idea. We'll go with it until we find out what it was for real. Yeah, I didn't look into it, but yeah. Yeah. So, but they uh, decided to look at this uh, Lou Hall guy. Hall was a 33-year-old woodcutter who lived about a half mile from the scene of the crime and was seen in the woods near the time of the girls' disappearance. Woodcutter in the woods? Yeah. 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 That's not too weird. Nope. But, uh, you know, the grand jury or whatever, the coroner's jury. So, moving on. The case was not to be easily solved. However, as other suspects were soon identified and eventually eliminated. The first, William Wooster. That's a silly name. Why would you be named that? Willie Wooster? Good old Willie Wooster.
0: I hope they called him Bill. They didn't.
1: Well, he was not... The best guy, so.
0: Oh, it's so they probably, who cares what the fuck they call them? They probably yeah. call him asshole.
1: He was 16, but he was soon arrested for assaulting a, quote, colored girl. Wow, Willie is not a good guy. He had recently been released from an insane asylum. Willie! But was found that he was nowhere near the scene of Ava's murder.
0: <laughs> so Willie's a monster, but not the guy here. That's what it looks like. All right.
1: Not a good dude. Uh, Willie Wooster can go... Will he woos off?
0: Yeah, he can't woos himself off it, yeah. out of here.
1: The next suspect to emerge was a soldier he deserted from Camp A. A. Humphreys. All right. Which is now Fort Belvoir. Cool. I wasn't sure if that was Camp A period and then A. Humphreys. Yes. But, you know, no. We got it figured out. That's right. It changed. It's they, Fort they, Belvoir. They changed it for a reason. Yeah, because it was confusing people. They're like, well, is that the end of the sentence? <laughs> yeah, a. And this, is this guy a different name? Nope. So here we go. The soldier, a sergeant from whom the papers failed to name, because his name was probably Camp A or maybe A. Humphreys. Yeah, who knows? Nobody knows. They have no idea. Uh, but he was located some days later near Charlottesville, Virginia. He had scratches on his face and hands, was wearing freshly laundered clothes, claimed to have no memory of the events between his leaving Camp Humphreys and its capture. A little suspicious. A little suspicious. Sheriff Allison traveled to Charlottesville to interview the man, but after some weeks of investigation determined that he was not connected with the crime. Cleared him. Um, they cleared him from that one. Who knows? Oh, Since <laughs> He had no recollection. He was covered in scratches. Maybe they were just like, oh, you did this one.
0: He did something. I don't remember. Are you sure?
1: Yeah. I mean that's not a good excuse when you're covered in scratches Like at no. least say like my cat did it
0: Right think of something Otherwise, Otherwise it's not looking good for you And even if you like, Even if he was like that shit face Because it was back in the day That's not Okay then we just proved you're a wasted maniac Who killed somebody in the woods This doesn't help you at all
1: That does not help <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. That does not help you at all No. The lagging investigation Seemed to finally receive a break With the apprehension of Ben Rubin an escaped inmate from Lorton Prison. Mm. Ruben, who had been serving a 3-year sentence for housebreaking, was arrested by Washington D.C. police on September 19th for assaulting a little girl. God damn it. While on the way to the police station, he confessed to Ava's murder. Ruben claimed he met Ava Roy looking at her father's looking after her father's cows. He asked her for food. And in a conversation with her, he told her that he was an ex-convict. She declared she would turn him up, as he declared. And he became excited and choked her. The Washington authorities were unconvinced by Reuben's story, though, and wanted to try him for assault and theft before turning him over to the Virgin- Virginia courts. An investigator sent by the Commonwealth of Virginia to interview Reuben concluded that he was not responsible for the crime, but extradition papers were filed anyways. On September 26th, Reuben was escorted to the scene of the crime by Sheriff Allison, Commonwealth Attorney C. Vernon Ford, Assistant Commonwealth Attorney Wilson M. Farr, and a doctor. Acting Acting counsel for the defense, F.D. Richardson. After being unable to locate the scene of the attack or the tree where the body was left, Reuben denied killing Ava. What an idiot. Right? I mean... He just wanted get an
0: excuse to get away from the crimes he actually committed.
1: He claimed the presence of the girl's father spurred him to recant his confession. So maybe he had a moment of...
0: Oh, I feel bad. ...empathy. <laughs> he had one sliver of humanity inside of his dead
1: soul. Right. Ruben's oh. motive for confessing was revealed some weeks later when on October 6th he escaped from jail in Fairfax. He was arrested two days later while attempting to buy a pistol and admitted that he had concocted the story in order to be transferred to Fairfax, where escape would be easier. He was eventually convicted of burglary and escaped from jail and was sentenced to four more years in prison. That's what he gets. So yeah, you called it. Right? <laughs> he, uh, he used, tried to confess to a murder he obviously didn't do, in order to escape.
0: The best part is, like, he's not totally corrupted, so he sees her dead, and he's like, oh, Shit.
1: Right, like, yeah. damn it. Yeah, he's like, like, fuck. It. One moment of like... Ah. He
0: sees a grieving father, and he's like, I didn't... All right, all right, I didn't kill your daughter, man. I
1: didn't... Yeah, I mean, well, oh, I mean, can you imagine how... I don't know if he would have been... The father would have been sad or just furious. Maybe his wrath scared him to like, be like, whoa.
0: Right, right, like, no, I... Right, maybe he had no empathy. He just thought because back in that day, his dad could, that dad could just strung him up somewhere and, and right. He's like, yeah. like, all right, I didn't. Oh, you're actually gonna meet the guy that actually has an emotional investment in this dog? All right, I'm gonna have to talk to this guy or look at him or
1: could go either way though. I uh, don't know. Right, doesn't say what he was uh, in jail for, but I can't imagine it was having too big of a heart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your Honor. This man is guilty of having too big of a heart.
1: <laughs> I don't think they normally put people in jail for that, but you no. know, you, you never know. Yeah, but he's
0: still an asshole, so lock him up. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Lou Hall was finally tried for the murder in uh, Fairfax County Court. The prosecution was handled by state's attorney and assisted by... Well, I guess I, I might as well just read their names since I already said all that. Yeah, sure. C. Vernon Ford, and assisted by William M. Farr. Well done. Good job, guys. Good job. The defense was provided by Walter T. Oliver. His first ritual... His <laughs> what? Not ritual.
0: It's fine. <laughs> I was looking forward to his first ritual.
1: <laughs> wow, what were they doing in court back then? Oh, my God.
0: Huh. Uh, I, I'm excited.
1: No, but his first trial ah, resulted <laughs> in a hung jury with nine votes for guilty, three for innocent. His second trial resulted in a clear verdict of not guilty. Peter Roy died on January 22nd, 1938, and was interred in Lee Chapel Cemetery next to his youngest daughter. Her murderer was never found. Not good. Not a good sign. It was
0: not a good sign. Imagine how easy it was to get away with shit back in the day, though.
1: You just like, leave. Leave. Yeah, there was no CSI or anything.
0: And even like I know I'm saying back in the day, but that isn't that long ago. But still, you just go across the country and then. Over a no one... hundred
1: years ago. Fuck.
0: <laughs> <sighs> oh my god. One
1: hundred and two years ago.
0: Oh my god. It's a long time. I mean, it's it's not a long time, but it's a long time. Yeah. All right, but yeah, the point stands that it's very easy to just get away. I just get up and get, just get up and go.
1: Right and. I, uh I, it was less, like, the fact that, so he was, he didn't do it of what he said he did. Right. But the fact that he was just like, oh, yeah, I was just walking through the field and met her tending the cows, and, like, that wasn't seen as weird or, like, out of the ordinary. That's mm-hmm. not what, like, got him off as being, like, you're a liar. Right. Like, I don't know. It was a different time. Very much so. And like you said, there was no
0: CSI, so, like, they couldn't check his DNA or check anything. It's like, uh.
1: Like, if I was standing out there by my goat, yes, and some guy just walked up and was like, Hey, I'd have been like, Who the fuck are yeah, you? Why? <laughs> 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 I would have not been like a 14 year old girl and been like, How you doing? Oh, you're an ex convict? Oh, I'm gonna turn you in or whatever. He <laughs> yeah, said. I'm gonna turn you no, up. No, I'd be like, Get the fuck away from me, buddy.
0: This is this is private property. This is private property,
1: <laughs> and I throw a hatchet at him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yes.
1: And then I'd go get my bunny suit. Oh my god! What, what if you don't are, have one? What if you already wearing it? I have a dinosaur suit. Even better.
0: I don't know. I'm just saying. want will start some local legends. Maybe this place needs some local legends.
1: <laughs> the dinosaur man of Will County. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just walk up to a storefront and whip a hatchet at it. <laughs> yeah. Everyone will see this. You're thing. on my property. Run away! Right. And then wearing a dinosaur costume, I mean, just unzip it real quick and just like put it in a bag and it's like,
1: oh, I'm just walking home. Well, we saw a dinosaur earlier, but then we didn't see anything except for a man with a giant backpack. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we let him go. He didn't yeah, look. he didn't seem like he was doing we, anything. No, so. he seemed okay.
0: Yeah, it's not even. Yeah, he seemed like a decent dude. It
1: seemed like he was carrying a bunch of stuff, so we didn't yeah, want to bug him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let him carry about his business. Because we're looking for a dinosaur. Yeah, couldn't have changed his physical appearance. Nope, not at all.
1: So, out of all the tales I just told you, yes, gruesome as they are, very much so, brutal. Are those tales what lead to the Bunny Man? There are little hints of uh from the legend in there. You had the prison. Yes. You had the escape from an insane asylum. Yes. You had gruesome murders. You
0: did, and they were.
1: So, you know, maybe that's where uh, this legend kind of comes out of.
0: Yeah, the details get strung together by some creative thinkers, and then you have a whole thing.
1: Yeah, or is there a uh, white thing roaming Virginia?
0: Oh, boy.
1: West Virginia. It's just west of there. Don't, no. It's pretty close.
0: Don't go there.
1: Maybe it's a friend of the sheep squatch.
0: Oh, boy. The TNT area.
1: Or all of the other things that run through those West Virginian woods. I don't know. There's a lot over there. It got me back reading through my White Things book. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of weird things going on in there. Yeah, it's just madness. However, it's like its own little pocket universe. It is. It's a weird thing. It's all Shawnee National Forest, too, which is, reaches out into Illinois a little bit. Yes, it does. Because Kentucky. Yeah, it's there, man. Illinois. Yeah. Yep. It's a weird place. There's Lots are, of stuff going on in Those the woods
0: have to be some kind of portal.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: mean, I'd say that as it's it's a very confident statement to say. That those it has woods, to be a portal. It has to be a portal. It's also a very rational it's so thing. so obvious. Yeah. Obviously, it's a portal to different dimensions or alternate realities. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. I mean... Yeah. This is a good thing to say and have put on the internet forever.
1: Right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know. However, let me propose something else. Okay. Many people living in Fairfax County in the 1960s and 70s were disturbed to see pastures and woods giving way to roads, subdivision, shopping centers, being forced to watch helplessly while, they fa- while the face of their community changed can elicit some strange behavior. I can see that. Right? I mean, I don't like what's happening in our town and it's nowhere near that drastic. Things always change and... Can't wait to be a grumpy old man.
0: Well, Back in my day. <laughs> I always had a feeling like grumpy old men were always those guys. They just eventually got old. <laughs> this fucking sucks and now I'm 80.
1: Yeah. It's a hypothesis. Well, I'll adapt. You will. And overcome please just be grumpy anyways <laughs> yeah huh but yeah almost all reported sighting sightings of the bunny mans say that the man accused them of trespassing right whether they seem to be or not i see this so with all these subdivisions popping up yes is this some sort of spirit of the land it's incredible if it is, because it chose an amazing form, <laughs> right? <laughs> or is it some guy that doesn't like all the construction changing the city around him, and he wants to dress up in a dinosaur costume and go throw hatchets mm-hmm. through windows? Interesting. Whoa, I mean, I bunny rabbit bunny costume, suits. bunny suits. B- which, my mistake. And nobody, um,
0: nobody on this show has a dinosaur costume, nope, and it's nope. not what we're talking. Bunny suits. is the topic of this show.
1: Right, bunny suits. That's all we talk about here.
0: What if this hypothetical dinosaur man just had like a bow and arrow and shot arrows at
1: things? Oh, he um, probably wouldn't have that. <laughs> nope. Or a crossbow of any kind. Nope. All right. Didn't think so. No hatchets. Nothing. Nope.
0: Mm-mm. Bunny,
1: no. man. bunny men. Bunny man. It's all about the bunny men. Watch out for those guys. They're trouble. Dinosaur men. They're friendly.
0: Yeah, if they come up to you when you're with your dad's cows. Yeah, just say hey. They'll say hey back to you.
1: Yeah. It's like, hey, what's up? Just watch out for your goats. Whoa. Dinosaurs like goats. Haven't you seen Jurassic Park? It, wait, they, wait it, why, why do I have a goat? Gotta, <laughs> they, what? They gotta find him
0: first. Yeah, what's going on? A dinosaur costume? A goat?
1: Oh, shit. <laughs> Don't.
0: <laughs> oh, now I'm worried about your goat. Me too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hope oh. he's all right.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah, from this alter ego we're inventing. (laughs) (laughs) Then you'd walk outside and go, where's the goat?
1: (laughs) Where's the goat? Yeah, he left us. He he left us. Mm -hmm. No. Um, So, uh, the bunny man, though, being a spirit of the land, or a grumpy man protecting his realm. Being an open-minded person, I can see any one of these possibilities.
0: I definitely can. Yeah. The scary idea that got into my head just now was that what if the uh, what if there's a spirit protector and like it goes it meets this grumpy old man and it's like him and the symbiote, him and venom and they've oh, That's knighted. what
1: happened. Yeah, that's what happened.
0: And that's just, it's that's, just that's a funny suit it looks like. that
1: flops on the ground and the guy's like, Well, what is this? Yeah, and <laughs> and just, then he it slithers it just zips up on him yeah, sh- he's
0: like, Get off my property. It's <laughs> like you and me are together now. Huh. It's like, Wow, he's like, We believe in the same things. Yeah. It's,
1: you know, get off my property. Yeah. Yeah. And the bunny thing's like,
0: Do you have a hatchet? Because like, I do have a hatchet. <laughs> All right. We can do business. Huh. I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> We're a good team. Yeah. You and I. <laughs> and the movie is played by Tom Hardy.
1: And they just go around throwing hatchets at things in bunny suits. I'd watch that. Mm-hmm. So, if you remember back to the. Original legend, I told you.
0: Yeah, I can't forget it. It's very fresh in my mind.
1: He was killed by a train. Yes. When they were in pursuit. And they heard laughter after the train left and all yeah, that stuff. right. So that train ran over a bridge. Okay. That bridge is now called Bunny Man Bridge.
0: Don't call it that. Why did this have to happen?
1: Well, it's got a real name. Let me... I forget what it was. Let yeah, me, but that's fine. That but approach.
0: that's what it's... it's it's called
1: that, though, right? But it's called... That's the nickname, right? The real n- name is the Colchester Overpass. Yeah, no he wants to say but that. But it's most most referred to as Bunny Man Bridge. So that was the bridge where uh, Griffin, the original mm-hmm. Bunny Man from the legend... Yes. ...died. And where um, the other guy from the story was hanged... Okay. ...with a crude axe in his hand and the tag on his toe. Right. So, not a good place to be. No, I wouldn't think so. Bunny Man Bridge has become a local hotspot for paranormal experts and, uh, you know, just people seeking out paranormal experiences. Right. Cool, guys. For years, dating back until the early 1900s, the month of October leading up to Halloween, the carcasses... Of bunnies are said to have been found hanging from the overpass and from around from trees in the woods surrounding the area.
0: So we start off with like a legend that may or may not be true, and then we end up with just real dead bunny
1: bodies. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, oh boy. So, yeah, I looked into it because I, I want to check this bridge out. It's a pretty I would cool legend. Let's so like to- see it. It's on the like to-do list. If you go in like Halloween, they block it off. You can't get there. The police, like, escort you out and everything. You know it needs to happen?
0: We just need to take, like, three months off in October. Three months off. That's funny. You can't do that. It's one month. No, I'm doing three, that. Th- <laughs> <laughs> you go into your work. I'm taking three months off. When? October? <laughs> <laughs>
1: what? Yeah, just figure it out, man. Yes. Yeah, I told you yeah, I need yeah. the days off. I fill just out the do sheets.
0: it. Yeah, it's, I fill out the sheets. It's fine.
1: You have three months off in October. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what? Yep. Yep. Okay, I'll be back. I'll be back in November. See ya. <laughs> what? Oh uh, uh, all right, okay, but a chunk of time because there's so many things that happen. I yeah, mean, the to-do list can get knocked out, and that'd be one hell of a month to
1: do it. It would be a good one. I agree. Um, but yeah, Bunny Man Bridge and the Legend of the Bunny Man—pretty awesome. Very awesome. Uh, I really could not have done this episode without the Fairfax County uh, Web uh, Library. Gotcha. And. Having all that access to all these newspaper articles and everything was awesome. Right. So that was a huge help. I know it was a lot of reading, but it no. really, this may have been the most factual episode of our show that I've ever been able to do because I've never had this much access to It's incredible. all yeah. these legit yeah. sources. Right. Which that was another fun thing because, you know.
0: Well, then you can get off and reading it more of the article and be like, what the f Right. Because I mean. What the hell is this?
1: All our show is about folklore. Correct. And a lot of folklore gets misconstrued and just kind of how my story went today. Yeah. It gets diluted and changed. And mm-hmm. Like actually getting to see newspaper articles and everything was pretty awesome. So that was fun. It's very cool. Fun for me. Hope fun for you guys to listen to too. So, uh, But yes. The Bunny Man though. Is incredible. He's also, he also makes appearances in a lot of movies that... I would say a fair amount of us have seen. Let's do it. Uh, Donnie Darko. It's the go-to, right? Frank yeah. the Bunny? Yeah. I mean. That's the Bunny Man. That's pretty much the Bunny Man uh-huh. right there. Are you familiar with Trick or Treat? No. It had, oh, you need to watch that movie. Okay. It's a great Halloween movie. Good. Kind of mashes up a lot of uh, legends and tales almost into a nice little 90-minute Nice. Horror movie. That's cool. Uh, but there's one in there, and it's kind of a, I would say, reminds me of the Bunny Man story. It's a bus full of special uh, special needs students that get dumped in like a, uh, a quarry. Yeah. And then there's one with a bunny mask, and you kind of... Oh, geez, you know, Not to ruin too much of it. No, but, but
0: that's... Sets up this horror show that's about to happen.
1: Yeah. So there's a few different things, and then like you asked earlier, is there a bunny man movie? There is. I've never seen them, but there's a few of them. Uh, it's just,
0: yeah, because it's the perfect juxtaposition of this cute little bunny, Easter bunny, because well, like, weird, then, and then murder, yeah, like the
1: the, the the imagine your like local Easter bunny mall easter bunny like costume yeah just running at you with a hatchet
0: this is so weird to me because like creepy clowns have never creeped me out but i might have found my equivalent in the bunny man
1: oh when we yes so you bring that up though and what got me thinking while i was doing this episode yes was i think we mentioned it earlier in a different episode but regardless sure in a couple like a hundred years from now There's going to be some weird fucked up stories because of John Wayne Gacy and those weird random clowns that we had a couple of years ago that would just show up in like the Chicagoland area. Right. You just see killer clowns with weapons just standing on the side of the road. So a hundred years from now, there's going to be some weird.
0: Right. Because the... Because, yeah, the 30, 40 years when they happen, 50 years that took place in between will seem like nothing in 100 years. Right. And they'll just kind of blend like, oh, of course these are connected.
1: So I don't know if maybe we're overly familiar with it, but John Wayne Gacy was a serial killer. Yeah, I mean. That was be, a. Yeah, bad man. A clown. Though. He was. He was a like, yeah. party clown. Uh-huh. And then probably, if I had to guess, it was 2015, 2016, there was a weird of
0: it was a cool build-up to like that it like peaked like yeah 2015 to 2016
1: it was weird. where like clowns were being reported on like random streets and stuff
0: it's almost like we talking about it might make it happen again i hope not i never I, saw any of them but no but like those guys are asking to get murdered by other people right like you're talking about the guy in the beginning who went back to his
1: car to get his gun like well right yep these these clowns are gonna get shot but yeah you can see where that just kind of throwing things together here 100 years down the road kind of like how we saw this bunny man thing 100 right. years after the fact.
0: Yeah, all it takes is one is like one other like it's all. it almost seems like a third wheel. One other thing that would happen a little closer to me with a 100 year periods is something I'm like oh yeah, it's get all it, this get the gears rolling a little right, bit more again then they put the idea together and then it becomes this
1: yeah, whole thing. I thought of that while I was doing this though and I was like yeah, it's an awesome thought. That would be weird. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe you know Ninety-something-year-old Zach or Nick would be like, "That's right. it's like what? Called oh, yeah. it? Called it? Yeah, told you, <laughs> told you. <laughs> yeah. Listen to episode sixty-something <laughs> of Weird and Feared. Yeah, go back.
1: Yeah, whatever. Episode like nine hundred or something. It's just like, wow, shit. When we when we
0: are the primary source for creepy things that happened hundred okay. years your... <laughs> Yeah, I remember when that happened. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Finally got a chance to talk about it. I'm eighty-seven.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's the legend of the Bunny Man. So,
0: it's a cool one. It's fucked up. It's crazy. It's scary.
1: Yeah, it's got some real, real gruesome stuff in there that actually happened for sure. Kind of all over the place. Yeah, but just I mean, such a, such a good imagery. Yeah, there's a lot of silly it's things. great. I can't wait to see what you draw for that.
0: <laughs> well, we got it. Yeah, I mean, it's the ideas, the backlog of ideas just continues to grow. Because you find these things with this great... Some of my favorite things to draw are the episodes you do. (laughs) It's like, this is fucking incredible. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, it makes sense, of course, because we're going after crazy stuff. But, like, you you implanted a man with bare hands in my mind forever now. And (laughs) it's all I think about. Uh Uh-huh. But, yeah, so now I get the bunny man. Oh, my God. The bunny man versus... Never
1: mind. We're not doing that. Nope. We'll get there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But, anyways, last week... We mentioned that I'm in the process of taking over a brewery. We did. And we want you to kind of you know, reach out with some beer names for me. Much like that, Bad Wolf Brewing Company of Manassas, Virginia, has a beer called Bunny Man. Oh! The label depicts a tunnel, with a f- the, the tunnel, with a figure in a bunny suit and a child holding a red balloon. You know, a little bit of it imagery yeah, it's there.
0: It's totally in there. It's
1: a little creepy. Yeah, that, I mean, oh, that it's... was on the Wikipedia page for the Bunny Man. Well, I saw that and I was like, looking at that later. See, everybody needs to. Uh... Well,
0: because that's the same. The Bunny Man is just like I talked about when we talked about when I uh, the name Rouge. How like a creature appears like when tragic events are happening, mm-hmm. but like something and then combine that with. Just the fucking like the bunny man Like the idea Like again like the creepy clown Like it's pure evil Right He's just the Easter bunny Like ah time to murder Yeah Or get off my property I don't know <laughs> Yeah Yeah I got your license yeah, tag Scary <laughs> And then whip a
1: hatchet at people Yeah Oh my god But yeah see they're doing it right. Let me come with names That are better than just the bunny man Not that it's bad guys I'm just saying I want our guys to Do better stuff
0: yeah, or I think our listeners are creative. They can whip something together. Yeah. Send us something and to us. Yeah, submissions can go to all the social medias. Um, you know, Facebook, Instagram,
1: in comments, DMs. I mean, that's fine. We'll see it. Um, yeah. I even see them. If you get a like, it's probably me. If somebody comments back, it's probably Nick cuz I don't really do social media that well. So. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, to the tag team, of course, at the social medias, uh-huh. and then uh, the email at Weirdenfordpodcast at gmail dot com. You send stuff there too, or even just podcast suggestions, but definitely um, ideas for beverages. What was the uh, newest brew you're making again? What kind of brew was that?
1: It's gonna be a New England style IPA. New
0: England style IPA. So,
1: you know, what get, do you got? Give me
0: something good. Yeah, capture that. We'll f- see what we can do. Yeah, capture that flavor. What comes to your mind when you think of a uh, New England style IPA? Monster wise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Test your limits
1: <laughs> Yeah Test my limits Yeah See what I go Oh no 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 I can't name a beer that <laughs>
0: Yeah it's Push it as far as you
1: can Yeah
0: And see what happens Cause then think of, And then think about Somebody who's going to A local bar That has to say that name When they want the beer mm-hmm. That's fun
1: Yeah That'd be fun Uh huh
0: and then uh, you can submit it also. Anchor.fm slash Weird and Feared. Um, you can leave us voice messages if you would like. Those would be hilarious to hear, yep. no matter what they are, or yeah, informative. Absolutely. I won't laugh at you if it's you know, if it's not funny. If it's serious, I'll take it seriously.
1: And if you know, if you have a personal story with the Bunny Man, hit us up.
0: If you're a fan of throwing hatchets in a bunny suit,
1: yeah, just be careful. Yeah, and also hit us up.
0: <laughs> not with a hatchet. Not with a hatchet. Yeah. <laughs> Not too hard. <laughs> yeah, gently. Avoid all vehicles. Yeah, and then um, the Patreon exists. Then it's very searchable now.
1: Yeah, no, no longer, longer
0: adult. No longer adult content. Monsters and alcohols for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, cool thing to say again on the internet forever. Yep. But hey, that's where it is. Uh, just search weird and feared. So yep. Yeah, feel Hell it. yeah. Feel it. Get weird, and get spooky. Stay. S- stay, spooky. stay spooky. Stay spooky. Right. Always. Later. All right. Bye.